0: After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb.
1: I doubt any of us ever imagined Easter would be like this. We never dreamed it would be a day marked by orders from the government to stay home. We never dreamed it would be a day marked by fear of getting sick. We never dreamed that church buildings across our country would lie empty on the most important Sunday in the church year. This is not the Easter of our dreams. And in some respects, it feels like we're stuck in a place of waiting. We're waiting for the coronavirus to end. We're waiting to get out of our homes. We're waiting to go back to school and work. We're waiting for the day When we can hang out with our friends, travel where we want, and do the things we enjoy. We're waiting and longing for the return of normal life. Today doesn't feel like a normal Easter Sunday. It certainly makes me wish for what we used to have. And there are a lot of things that I miss. I miss worshiping with friends. I miss singing with other people. I miss giving and receiving hugs. I miss taking the family photo in front of the flowered cross. I miss the Easter egg hunts. And I miss gathering with extended family for Easter dinner. A great sense of loss comes with this day. And a great sense of loss also describes the Sunday on which Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to Jesus' tomb. That Sunday did not feel like a normal Sunday for those two women because they were longing for what they had lost. These women had been part of that group of disciples who followed Jesus for three years. They listened intently to his stories. They learned from his teaching. They witnessed the work of his hands, and they tried to follow his example. When they were around Jesus, They felt something special. They sensed that God was being revealed to them in powerful ways. And they believed that God's kingdom was beginning to take shape on this earth. But when Jesus was arrested, beaten, and crucified, their dreams came crashing down. Their hearts were broken as they stood at a distance and watched his crucifixion. These women saw Jesus in his agony. They watched him suffer, and they witnessed him take his last breath. Their spirits were pulled down, and the pain of his death was real to them. And so they were grieving when they came to his tomb. They were also disappointed. Why did Jesus have to die? He led such a good life. He was a ray of hope, and he lived True love, grace, peace, and justice. But all of that seemed to vanish in the blink of an eye. When they came to Jesus' tomb to clean his body and prepare it for burial, they were grieving. And they were disappointed. And they were wondering if the same fate awaited them. Would they and the other disciples also lose their lives? Or were they better off just going back home and returning to their normal lives, acting like none of this ever happened. Now, their hearts were overwhelmed with grief and overwhelmed with questions. Where was God in all of this? And would God's kingdom ever really take shape? Questions like these weighed them down when they came to Jesus' tomb. And on that fateful Sunday... They were expecting to find death. But as it happened so often with Jesus, their expectations were turned upside down. They would soon see that the death of Jesus would not stop the work of God. Because the inbreaking of God's kingdom cannot be stopped. A virus certainly can't stop it. And nothing else on earth can either including death.
0: And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you.
2: One of the ways, I think, that you can know that you are really hearing or encountering the gospel is if you're hearing something that does not always make a lot of sense. If it doesn't make a lot of sense in human terms, there's a good chance it might be the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul speaks about this often. For example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he writes about how the message of the cross is foolishness to people who are perishing, but that same message for we who are being saved turns out to be the power of God doesn't always make sense in human terms. And the message of verse 5 that we heard in the scripture, it does not make a lot of sense. The angel says, do not be afraid. That is a message of foolishness. There were plenty of things that those women could have been afraid of that day. There are plenty of things that you and I could be afraid of every single day. Many of you know that one of my favorite quotes comes from a horror writer of the early 20th century named H.P. Lovecraft and he said that the oldest and strongest emotion of humankind is fear. Now, I love that quote because I think it gets at just what a powerful force fear can be in the lives of so many people. I think for many people, fear might actually be the single greatest motivator in their lives. And the reason that fear is so powerful is because there are just so many things to be afraid of. Every day in our country, 8,000 people die. That's just the normal death rate, not when we're having a pandemic, right? There's absolutely no guarantee that you or I won't be one of those 8,000 people today. That's something to be afraid of. Every year, about 15% of Americans report that they are victims of crime. That's a pretty high number. It could be you or me this year. That's something to be afraid of. Our financial situation for most of us is probably much more precarious than we would like to admit, It's very easy to lose everything very quickly. And with our limited social safety net in our country, you can find yourself in poverty incredibly quickly. That's something to be afraid of. There are a lot of things to be afraid of, and our society really depends on us being afraid. Negative stories are more compelling than positive stories, so our media counts on us being afraid so that we'll keep listening or keep watching, keep reading. Our politicians need us to be afraid because when we're afraid, we're mobilized to vote against the people or the causes that they want us to vote against. Our politics only works when we have enemies and we have villains. Many of our businesses need us to be afraid because then we'll buy the products or the cures, the protections that they want to sell us. Fear is a powerful force in our society. If suddenly a lot of us just ceased to be afraid and started to live fearless lives, that might bring our society to a halt even faster than this pandemic has but paul's words are true what is real and true in light of the gospel looks like foolishness in the eyes of the world and what seems so prudent so thoughtful to the world turns out to be an absolute waste of time in the light of the gospel one of the ways that you can recognize God's kingdom breaking in is when someone tells you, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. The heart of the gospel is contained in that message of the angel in verse 5, where the angel says, do not fear. And the reason for that hope follows in verse 6. Jesus is not here, he has been raised just as he said he would be. This Easter, the promise of the gospel to you is freedom from fear. There is absolutely nothing, nothing at all, that you need to be afraid of today. Do you realize that? There is no pandemic that can keep you in fear. There's no politician that can keep you afraid. There is no media personality or pundit that can shackle you with fear unless you choose to allow it. You do not have to live as a slave to fear like everyone else around you may be. Out of the empty tomb of Jesus Christ, where that stone has been rolled away, out of that hole, there comes only hope and freedom from fear. You do not need to be afraid because all of the greatest problems in life have already been settled. All of those questions have already been decided, and they have been decided in your favor. Today, this Easter, that angel still speaks its message to you. Do not be afraid. Oh, please do not be afraid because Jesus is not here. He has been raised just as he said.
0: So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings, and they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Today, I'm, today thankful I'm thankful that, that Jesus doesn't, doesn't make us come, come to where, where he is, is in order in for, order for us, us to experience the power of his resurrection. Of his resurrection. Instead, instead Jesus, Jesus meets us where we
3: where are. We are. In, our in our scripture this morning, the women went, went looking, looking for Jesus, for Jesus where they thought, he he be. Be. Instead, they thought he'd be. But instead, he met them, he met in, them, in, them an in an, an unexpected, unexpected place, at an unexpected time, in an unexpected way. Sounds like today, doesn't it?
0: Any other other year year, we'd get up, get get dressed, and set out to find find Jesus where we thought he would would be
3: on Easter morning. morning, In a certain certain place, place, at a certain time, in a certain way. way. But Jesus Jesus isn't in an empty empty building, building, at 201 Dixie Dixie Trail this this morning. morning. You know why? why? Because Because we're not there. You see, Jesus Jesus didn't rise from the grave in order to inhabit empty sanctuaries. He rose from the grave in order to inhabit empty hearts. And when Jesus Jesus makes a a home inside inside our hearts, hearts, we can can be sure sure of one thing thing forever. forever. We're We're no no longer longer alone. alone. As Jesus Jesus reminds reminds us at the very end of the Great great Commission, commission. and And surely surely I am with you always the very very end of the the age. age. Death Death couldn't couldn't shut Jesus Jesus up, up. and our our sins sins couldn't shut him out. out. If those those things things couldn't stop Jesus from meeting us where we are, then surely... Social Social isolation isolation can't stop stop them either. either. That's reassuring reassuring for us us today.
0: today. For even though though we'd rather be somewhere else than stuck at home,
3: home. Jesus Jesus is with us wherever wherever we are. are. After After all, all, the church church isn't a building. It's a community. It's a family. It's a body. The body of Christ. When Jesus rose from the grave, he gave life to this body. A body that we're all a part of. And through him. We receive, we receive encouragement, encouragement, hope, and joy, and joy that we're that likewise called, called to, share to share with others. Thankfully, Thankfully, these are gifts that we can continue, continue to share, even when, when we, can't we can't be together, be together physically. physically. Just think Just about, about the, the Apostle Paul as an example. example. When, he when he couldn't be with be people, with people personally, personally, he wrote letters. Wrote letters. He, encouraged he encouraged them, them. Most, and most importantly, he prayed for prayed them. For them. His example example shows shows us how we can continue continue to be be the church church, and to to share share the light of Christ Christ, even even when we can't can't be together in person. person. The The inbreaking of God's kingdom means that you're you're not alone. alone. Through the life, life, death, and and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Christ, we've been rescued from our loneliness and welcomed into into a new family. A family with a good, good father and lots of brothers and sisters who love and support us. Today, Today, our joy joy comes from from knowing that that nothing can take take this love love away. away. For as as we're reminded in Romans Romans chapter 8, verses 38 38 and 39. 39. For I am am convinced that neither death 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 nor life, life, neither neither angels angels nor demons, demons, neither the present nor the the future future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me.
4: A week ago, the disciples were following Jesus into Jerusalem. There was a parade, cheering, shouts, songs were being sung. God's chosen people, an entire nation, believed that this man, this king, this messiah, was coming to redeem them to the rightful place as the military power in the world. Memories and stories of old of David, Saul, Solomon, might, wealth, power, riches, and wisdom. God's temple being restored as the capital of all the earth again. It seemed like it was so close that they could taste it. They remembered the stories they had been told as children and longed to be at that place again without some conquering foreign nation pressing down its oppressive heel on them, telling them what to do, how to be, and when to worship. God's promise to Abraham was coming to be fulfilled. A week later, the story could not be more different. The disciples who had just followed their war general into Jerusalem to recapture the city sat cowering in an upper room. Not to mention that the least one of them had betrayed their own leader. They believed this morning so many years ago that death had won. The world had had the final say. They had let the temptation of the serpent trick them into believing that God's promise was of this world. That it would happen in our time, by our terms, and include the riches of the world of gold, silver, money, and power. They believed that God's plan was their plan, and therefore had to be answered through their answers, consumed by fear of what might happen to them, having seen what had happened to their Lord. They sat in their room, unable to move. And then we see Jesus, the Lord, the risen Christ, appear to the women in the garden. Just a small note, it was the women who were brave enough to go out and see their Savior that morning. But that's neither here nor there. We see Jesus appear to them and say, go to my disciples and tell them to meet me in Galilee. There I will appear to them. They will see me in Galilee. These are some of the most underscored and most significant words in the entire Gospels. They will see me in Galilee. Galilee, the place where it all began, where the parables, the miracles, and the ministry happened for three years. Galilee. Where Jesus stood on the shore and called his disciples to leave their nets, step out of their boats, and to follow him. Galilee, where they threw away all the riches of the world, their business, their homes, their families, their wishes, their dreams. All the things that the world told them that they had to have. And laid them down at the feet of a homeless man to go and build the kingdom of God. They left their own kingdoms behind. It was not Jerusalem, the holy city, the capital, where the nation could be restored to worldly prominence that they could see Christ. No. They could only experience the resurrection in Galilee, the land of the Gentiles, where the ministry and miracles happened. It is only there that they could be reminded of the promise of Jesus. That they could be reminded to leave their world and their kingdoms behind. Church, maybe this morning we are just like the disciples, stuck and locked in a room afraid to leave, worried that death has won, that death and sickness has the final say, and that God's kingdom and God's promise has failed. And maybe the message we need to hear this morning is to get up and go to Galilee Get up and remember where it all began to have faith like a child and be reminded of the majesty and awe that we first had when we first met our Savior. Reminded to step out of our boats, let the nets down by the side and leave and let go of the things that we are holding on into these worlds. Because as we grasp tightly to the world, we will never be able to remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ that happened on this day. We will never be able to get out of the upper room, and we will never be able to let go of the fear that death is one, because God's promise and God's salvation is not one of this earth, but of the next, and that is the message of Easter, that no matter what is happening in the world around us, no sickness, no death, no pandemic, that God's promise is eternal and cannot be challenged. Church, I hope this is a message that we can hear and celebrate and cling on to in these trembling times. As it remembers the promise of Christ, the resurrection, of the empty tomb, let us gather together in one voice, scattered all throughout the city, the state, and the country, and raise up a song of praise, because the tomb is empty and the stone has been rolled away.